All right, so first thing out of the gate, I'm excited uh, about today. I've been uh, looking forward to this quite a while. Got a special guest sitting in my office, uh, aka studio, aka place where everything lands where it doesn't, when we don't know where else to put it. Got stuff hanging off the walls, laying on the floor, laying on my desk, and Aaron's just looking around, kind of wondering what in the world kind of havoc has been wreaked in here. So my special guest for today is Mr. Aaron Jenkins, uh, known as, uh, when he was little, he hated this, Stinkin' Jenkins. Um, but now he's not so little anymore. Matter of fact, so what was we together, what, three weeks ago? I think yes, three sir. weeks ago, Aaron and I uh, were together, went out and had some lunch, uh, talked for a while, and between that time and now, I, he gained another six inches in height. I don't know how he did it, uh, but that's pretty wild, so... Excited to have Aaron with us, and um, I want to tell you why Aaron is with us, and then we'll kind of clue you into what we're going to be talking about today. So Aaron and I spent some time together about three weeks ago um, talking about the struggles of the pandemic and its effect that it's had, um, you know, on him personally as we were talking, but also just on people in general um and so aaron has a unique perspective because honestly i don't know what it's like to be a teenager in today's society i used to think that i was pretty cool and hip and uh i don't know i just felt like i had a good connection with young people then one day i woke up and i was old and now i don't think i have as near as good a connection and so i asked aaron if he'd be willing to sit on a podcast with me so we could just talk about what it's like to be his age and experience what he's experienced through this. Now, every home is different. So, you know, what we talk about is not going to be every house is different in some way, you know, and has maybe a different structure to it, whatever. So to add maybe to the complexity of how the pandemic has affected um, Aaron uh, is the fact also that his dad is in deplo- on deployment down in Guantanamo, right? Guantanamo, I said that right? Down in Guantanamo. And uh, and so that means that you know Dawn and uh, and Aaron and little man um, Ashton, you know, are here and dealing with this. Uh, and, t- and Tony's away, uh, and I'm sure. Well, I know it bothers him uh, being so far away, um, especially now that all this has happened, which it wasn't like this when he left. So it, it adds to the complexity of it. And so we're just gonna maybe just we're just gonna have a conversation today. To talk about what it's like to be a teenager right now, what it's like with this pandemic, maybe how some teens view this, um, and how you know based on Aaron's interactions with other people, and uh, you know, and how they're dealing with it, right? So I tell you what, we're going to start off with uh, just a small word of prayer, and then we're just going to jump into our conversation. Is that cool? All right, so let's pray. Father, we love you, and Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity, uh, Lord, to sit down, Lord, as, as an older brother in you with a younger brother in you, uh, to be able to sit down together and just talk. And Lord, we just pray that you bless this time that we have together, and that you bless this conversation, and that you would use it uh, to help someone. Lord, not for our glory, but for your glory. We ask this in your name, we pray. Amen. So, Aaron. Now is the time where you're going to have to start talking. Here, over here, he's been smiling and just butt nodding his head, um, which they can't see you nod your head, pal. So, um, tell them just, just a little bit. Just, how old are you now? Fifteen. Fifteen. By the way, I did not turn the uh, bass knob up on this microphone. Uh, Fifteen. When's your birthday? August eleventh. August. So you're going to be sixteen this year. Mm-hmm. In just a couple months. All right, folks, start praying more. <laughs> Go have another teenager on the road. All right, so August is your birthday. Uh, that's tough. So we were talking about, so I know the pandemic kind of hit in March, and I think we, the third Sunday in March is when we started doing online services. So needless to say, you finished up the school year online. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. What? How, how did that work? Uh, pretty odd. Pretty what? Odd. Odd, yeah. And by odd, you mean like no communication face to face. You just do it online. Just they give you something to do, and you do it. So you didn't do a lot of this. like some people are talking about the doing Zoom stuff. Did y'all do any of that? Nope. Nope. So no interaction with your teacher really, other than messaging. Yep. 
Wow. And uh, so I want to know, did you do all your work? I did most of it. Most of it? Yeah. But yet you finished, the right? So that, I think they didn't even count the last the last grading period, right? Most of them, that's what they found out. What about the other kids you know? They probably didn't do the work either. They probably didn't. Um, so what has the school done, like, to try to help you connect? So I know, like, your football team did something. Tell us about that. Uh, we're going to meet up June 8th, and uh, we're going to talk about things, about what we're going to do for the school year next year and the football season, and just communicate with each other and see face-to-face. Finally getting to be a face-to-face. But before that, you said that, I guess, some of the older senior football players adopted or, like, had teams of people. Yeah, we had teams of people to do exercises every week, and whoever had the most points is on top, and they get something. And so how did they work that out? I mean, how did they stay in contact with you with that? Uh, We use Instagram. Instagram? So it was all electronic? Yeah. Nobody picked up the phone to call? Nope. Just electronic? Uh, so your school connected with you electronically? No face-to-face on the computer? No phone calls or anything like that. So digital communication from school, digital communication from, like, your football team leader. Um, So that's been most of your interaction with the people that you used to see has pretty much been electronic. Yeah. Right? Um, Now, I would consider electronic, like, texting and emailing and Instagramming or whatever. Um, I would say a zoom while it may not be physical you're still kind of a face-to-face would you agree with that yeah right so do you ever facetime anybody or anything like that not really not really just lana just lana all right so by the way i found out that uh aaron has a girlfriend her name is lana but i'm so excited because lana is a christian right Mm -hmm. parents her and her parents both very involved in school and you said that you guys actually have discussions about bible things Mm -hmm. right um, so that is really cool, right? So what's the last Bible thing you talked about? About how we can help other people by spreading the Word of God so they can all be saved because in this time, it's Jesus is going to be coming soon. So we're trying to get people saved as fast as we could. Wow, that's awesome. So we got two teenagers talking about spreading the gospel. Now that's exciting, right? Uh, that's, that's what we want to hear uh, from our teens. Um, so the conversation you and I had a couple of weeks ago, which was kind of why we decided, I asked you if you would come on and just talk to me on, you know, um, and so I could record it, use it for a podcast, and you said yes. So let's talk about isolation, because the reason I was talking about, you know, the Instagram, the text, the messaging, it left you feeling empty. Yeah. Right? So what does empty feel like to you? I mean, so when you describe it. There's nobody really to talk to except virtually but rarely ever see their face and just message sometimes. That's pretty much it. So you were at home. So during the day you're home by yourself, right, because your mom has to go to work. But Ashton goes to a babysitter. And I mean, you're, you're at that age where it's normal that you would be home yeah. if you weren't, you know, at school or whatever. I mean, you definitely at that age take care of yourself. Um, so... You know, how did, uh, what was the first couple of days like when you did that? Uh, I thought it was going to be pretty fun. Just lay down, take naps whenever you wanted to. Not really worry about schoolwork or teachers. And uh, chill, chill the rest of the day. Just chill. Yeah. Yo, chill. So uh, how long did it take for that, uh, for that to become not so good? About a month. About a month. So the first month you were okay with it. Yeah. Not that big a deal. So then what happened? What, what did you start feeling after about that month? What started bringing on the the feelings that you started having? Not having anybody to talk to, really. So you don't find it odd, right? That do you, do you, Well, let me back up. Do you find it odd that you felt that way? Uh, yeah, because I don't really talk to people. But, you know, when I don't get to talk to people, it feels different. Yeah, so you can be a quiet, and you're a quiet person sometimes when you're around people. I've even kind of noticed that, you know. I mean, you're always going to have your friends that you're more vocal around and stuff like that or when you're playing football or whatever. But in crowds, I've seen you just kind of be quiet, but you take things in a little, right? So that's, so even though you may not talk that much, it's now all of a sudden not having the ability to talk. 
Right. Um, so how what what uh, how did that feel? I mean, you start thinking about what you were thinking. You know, it's, it may be hard to verbalize this, right? But just you know, how did that start making you feel when you started feeling that isolation? I mean, so what what you know what did your day kind of consist of, and what was going through your mind? Uh, I I need somebody to talk to, like face to face soon, or I'm going insane, or just outside throw the football take everything out just breathe fresh air so you just you felt that need to, to connect yeah with someone. now I'm sure it was better you know um, I'm sure it was better when your mom got home uh, in the evenings to actually have someone but still yet yeah, it was it, it, it still left you feel very isolated right yeah I mean, um, and what what did you do to try to combat that Uh, talk to other people play on the game sometimes but I don't really do that that much anymore it's getting kind of boring well wait a second so gaming is boring now yeah Game, all right, folks listen <laughs> gaming here's what you do you lock your kid up for two months with nobody to connect with on the outside world and they will finally get to the point where gaming is boring mm-hmm. you know that that's like groundbreaking right mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, you know the thing is, people who study psychology have known this all along, right? That electronic gaming and things like this. I mean, while it could be exhilarating, you know, uh, it could you know make you happy. It could be exciting, you know. But eventually, over time, that lack of true human yeah. interaction leaves you feeling less than, right? So I guess it got to the point where he didn't really even want to game much anymore because it didn't really help. Yeah. Right. What else did you try to do? What What were other things that you uh, that you tried to do? Football and exercise the best I could, stay in shape. So you you did tell me you go outside on the deck, right outside, so you can breathe fresh air. Um, and fresh air is good. Vitamin D from the sun is yeah. also very good, right? And you go out there and do your workouts, and then you report in, right, to uh, your leader, your captain yeah. of your team, that you did your assignments, right? You did your physical stuff. Um, how did, was that? Did that help? Being outside and physically doing something, at least for a little bit. A little bit. You know, what's interesting is Paul told us to think on these things, these things which are good, these things are which are lovely, these things which are beautiful, right? And so, getting our mind off of the boredom and isolation certainly helps if we can be active in some way, right? So going outside, exercising, things like that, at least helps while you're doing it. When you're done and you get done, you come back inside to get rest, right? Then usually that feeling of isolation kind of doesn't take long yeah, to reappear. Come back, yeah, back, Right. What else? Anything else that you did other than uh, you tried to connect electronically with people but still yet felt less than? Yeah. You got to do physical exercise, which helps your body, which also can help your mind. But even after that was over and your mind now was free to wander again, yeah. it goes back to the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Anything else? Sleep. Sleep. Yeah. How much of that you've been doing every day? Like 30 minutes each day. 30-minute nap. Mm-hmm. 30-minute nap. Just one. Just Aaron like, Jenkins, you just... wouldn't lie to me, would you? Uh, one 30-minute nap a day. Yep. Uh, and it helps. A little bit. All right, so, but you're probably home maybe nine hours or so. Yep. So 30 minutes out of the way. Exercise took how long? About an hour. About an hour, so there's an hour and a half. So now we're down to seven and a half hours. The cycle repeats itself. The cycle repeats itself. So Except no sleeping. So you had to do something with seven hours. Yeah. Right? Um... What would what would you be? What would your mind, as far as wondering, thinking when you were kind of just sitting there bored? Where would your mind go? I mean, what if we were back in school and none of this never happened? What would it be like? Yeah, so you'd be thinking about what would I be doing today if I yeah. were in school? And you probably wouldn't be talking a whole lot to anybody, but you would at least have people around. Now. Yeah. Now the odd thing is, I rode through your neighborhood to pick you up, and I didn't see hardly anybody out doing anything. Mm-hmm. That kind of odd, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. So nobody's really out doing anything. You're not interacting. And so would you agree that this kind of led you to uh, uh, kind of almost depression? 
yeah. a feeling of being depressed. A little bit, yeah. I mean, we're not talking clinical yeah. depression, nothing like that. Yeah. But, the, the, you know, being depressed, yeah. right, um, can happen to, to all of us, right? And so a feeling to, of being depressed just feels like there's no... What, what, did, what does that feel like to you? I, I can tell you what I think it is, but can you think in your own words? It felt like there was, like, nothing to do and nobody around you for, like, a certain amount of time. And then when somebody comes home, if you have someone there, but after, like, a little while, you realize it's just the same person every day and it starts to feel the same. So a feeling of why bother? Yeah. Right? Um... That makes the hours long. Would you Would you agree to that? Oh, yeah. So that isolation, you feel, that feeling of isolation, and that isolation was a word you used to me that day you and I talked, right? You felt isolated. Like you was just, the world exists out there, and it was just you there, and yeah. you had to deal with it, and really didn't have any personal interaction with anyone, right? And so that really kind of brought you to a place where, you know, you depressed um maybe even angry at times sometimes yeah yeah why do you think that it happens like that it's natural by the way i don't want you to think it's not natural but why do you think that happens like you're so used to being for me i'm so used to be like home alone all the time and then like when somebody comes home they had like bad day at work or ash and starts screaming it just ticks me off from time to time and so would you agree that, that anger, though, comes a lot quicker because yeah. you've been on edge, right? And so, you know, of course, we're now, today is June 3rd, right? And we've seen what's been happening in the world or around us, right? People are angry. They're, you know, they're lashing out. Um, of course, a lot of that, you know, stems over a, a death that was just a needless, needless death. Yeah. Uh, George Floyd did not deserve what he got. Um, and that's a tough situation, right? Um, but we also know that when you are isolated for a long period of time, right, um, then it's very, our anger comes a lot quicker. Yeah. Would you agree to that? Yeah. And so when you see people, of course, a lot of people are taking advantage of it too. We yeah. see a lot of that advantage being taken. People stealing stuff and all. They're not worried about, I don't, I personally don't think they're worried about George Floyd's yeah. honor. They're just wanting to take something for themselves, right? They have nothing else to do. Yeah, they're just, so they're just trying to, you know, wreak havoc in their own way or whatever. So, um, back to isolation. So, uh, what else did you maybe do, or, or what have you done since you and I talked? Same thing, every day. Read the Bible from time to time. Yeah, and how and how does that help? Do you see almost like a lot of things new each time you open up the book? Which kind of amazes me, cause you like you read this thing and then you read it, the same thing again. And it speaks something different to you each time, pretty much. So, what's the last kind of passage you were reading? John three sixteen. John three sixteen. Now you're a big uh, you're a big fan of suddenly uh, his name just left. That's why I never could do radio, cause I can't read fast enough. Uh, you and I talked about him, college athlete. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, right? Tim Tebow, big Tim Tebow fan. Um, the first time Tim, well, not wasn't the first time, but you know, in that um, in that championship game when he was in college, when he played, he put John three sixteen on his eye black, right, and then he put the white John three sixteen, and it uh, they found that in Google just in that time period of the game, ninety four million people Googled John three sixteen, and so uh, we know that you know. That God can use all kind of different things in our lives, right, to promote the gospel. So, tell me how you think, um, like John three sixteen. So, what what does it mean to you? It means like you can follow Jesus, but you can't be saved. You don't be saved. Like people just think if you just believe in God, you're going to go straight to heaven. But you have to be saved and follow what He says. I don't think people really get that point of it. They don't get the point of calling him Lord and actually yeah. following him, you mean? Yeah. Um, what about the fact, um, you know, when you look at John three sixteen, one of the things that catches me 
in the very first part of that, right? For God so loved the world. And when I think about for God so loved the world, I think about how big the world is. Yeah. Right? Um, you ever thought about it from that perspective? I you know. know. So the thing is, is when we say God so loved the world, you know, it's bigger than America. And I think that's one of the things that I think sometimes we forget, right? So the world includes places that has people in it that we don't necessarily sometimes, that we've been kind of taught, or we've come to that place because of things like 9-11, where certain people of certain parts of the world, we don't seem to have as much regard for those folks, even though that's not biblical, right? The fact that Jesus died for them too. Yeah. Right? It's a hard thing to kind of wrap your hand around, isn't it? Hard thing to forgive them for too. But God said to forgive people. If you want to be forgiven, so you just got to try your best to forgive. Right. And so, like you say, a lot of people think that accepting Christ is just about you say a prayer and you're done, but he said to follow him. Yeah. Right? Um, and confessing him is more than just saying his name. Yeah. It's, confessing is, is actually living your life to show confession, right? So that means how I conduct myself every day should confess Christ and be easy to see, right? Um, how hard is it to do that uh, going to school? It's pretty hard because there's a lot of people that don't believe in God and like everybody's not wanting to hear what you say, but you have to try your best to get it out there. So has anybody ever made fun of you for it? Yeah. And what, what, do, they, what do they say? Uh, they're like, God's not real. What's the point if you're just going to die and not get nowhere? How's that make you feel? When it, say that? it makes me feel bad because I know what's going to happen if they actually don't turn their life. They got to know what's going to happen to them. Yeah, I mean it's the reality of of hell. Yeah, right. Which is also kind of unique that one of the things. When you hear people talk about hell, they talk about it in like a joking manner. Yeah. Like the I'm gonna go down there and rule the place, or you know, you hear people say like that we're gonna go down there and party. Um, would uh, what did have you ever thought about the fact that uh, one of the punishments of hell is isolation? So just in the last two and a half months of you having to to be by yourself during the day, right, and not having that human interaction that you're used to having. You say that it's it's left you felt left you feeling isolated, and sometimes even depressed. Correct? Yeah. That is going to be forever for a person in hell. Isolation. Right? They're going to be in torment, but they're going to be in torment, isolated from others, and isolated is also from the fact that there's never any any hope of ever. Yeah. Getting out, yeah, and connecting with Christ, right? Because that's the real thing. The, the void that's in our life is is there because when we don't have God in it, right? Um, now, what are some of the ways that you maybe do try to share the gospel at school? I try to tell them like, try your best to read the Bible because if you do, maybe something will speak to you, and that God will make God speaks in many ways, and maybe that's one of them for them. And uh, has anybody ever taken you up on that? Not really. At least that you know of, right? Yeah. Now, you know that someone could later on down the road have a rough time and remember that you told them that the Bible has great stuff in it. Maybe they'll pick it up then, right? Um, But there's a Bible club at school, right? You were part of that? Mm -hmm. So what do y'all do in Bible club? Uh, We talk about like God and have some preachers come in from time to time and we talk about different lessons they teach us it depends on what they want to talk about like they talk about many chapters of the Bible a lot so they come in with a certain passage or whatever Um, and uh, how many people were in that Bible club a full classroom and the classroom is pretty big and a whole classroom full Mm -hmm. some people came and sat down Really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That make you feel... That makes me feel good, yeah, that just actual people in the school that actually follows the same religion I do. Yeah, that's uh, it's definitely helpful when we're together, right? Yeah. So isolation, that feeling alone is tough, right? Um, 
but you know when you're going through life and there is people around you and those people don't love Christ and you feel still can feel isolated even in a room full of people right when they're doing and talking about things that you know that you don't want to talk about or do because it's not right and then you could feel alone in that way so knowing that there are other people your age that love God is certainly helpful right um do you remember any specific lesson that maybe captured your attention in one of those? I know it's kind of hard to think about. about how spot. Jonah, Jonah believed in God and didn't believe in God. Then he was sitting in the whale, and he talked about how, like, after he got out, God gave him another chance, and he started to follow God more. Yeah, so I love the story of Jonah. He originally gave him a command. Yeah. Right? And Jonah was like, yeah, that ain't yet. Right? So... Do you know, do you remember in the story where he went, right? He got on a boat. He went the opposite direction. Yeah, he went the opposite direction, right? Um, I think it was Tarsus, if I remember correctly, was the name of the yeah. town where he was going, right? And so he he decided he was going to this place. Now, without doing a real study, you would know that the, where he was going was headed in the opposite direction of where he was, yeah. right? So that's why it pays to study, right? And so, of course... Storms came up. They ended up throwing Jonah overboard, right, uh, to, to hopefully stop, yeah. stop the storm. And then he was swallowed by the whale. He was in there three days, and so finally Jonah got spit out on dry land. Um, what do you think it was like in the belly of that whale? Isolated. <laughs> Isolated. Yeah, is it back that word again, right? Isolated. Um, do you know what whales eat? No. A lot of things, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, a lot of it's like seaweed, plankton, and all that stuff. They take that stuff in. So, being in the belly of a whale, I'm sure there was a lot of seaweed and stuff around. Oh, that had to be nasty, right? All those gastric juices and stuff. I bet you that was the nastiest three days of... Uh, uh. Anyway, so when he come out of isolation, he had a lot better attitude. Yeah. Right about where he was going, because he told him God had told him to go to Nineveh. Now, do you know why he didn't want to go to Nineveh? There's a lot of bad people that hated his kind down there. <laughs> yeah, right. Nineveh was full of. They were enemies. Yeah, they were enemies. Not only that, they were also really good at killing people. <laughs> like they were good at it. Right. So Jonah did not want to go into that place because he knew that it was hostile toward him. Right toward his God, and maybe he was scared. You think maybe he was scared? Yeah. Um, plus, uh, nobody likes to be not liked anyway, yeah. right? And so, he um, after three days of isolation in the belly of the whale, he's like, "All right, I'll go." So he goes out and he cries out against the city, and uh, they reacted differently than what he thought. Yeah. Right. So they end up falling down. You know, if I say falling down, they. They ended up mourning their sin and worshiping the one true living God, right? Of course, the story about Jonah goes on to show that Jonah was also a little selfish, right? He ended up being upset with God because they had been the enemies. And and instead of being happy that God had saved so many because there was tens of thousands there, um, he got angry because God did, right? Um, And that's a different conversation for a different time. So Jonah was given a, a job to do. And he ran away from it, but he ended up in isolation, right? That isolation can teach us something, oh, yeah. right? And so do you think Do you think this feeling of isolation that you've dealt with, do you think that that's taught you anything? Uh, that sucks not to talk to anybody. <laughs> okay, yeah, lesson number one, it sucks not to talk to nobody. Uh, what else? Maybe you want to, like, you don't want to do something when you realize yet you want to do it if you get caught up in something like this yeah so maybe talking to people about the gospel may have been tough but now that you have nobody to talk to yeah right when you do finally are able to get back do you think that you might approach the gospel a little differently as far as sharing the gospel yeah yeah maybe a little more vocal about it um what are some opportunities do you think as a teenager that you could use to maybe share the gospel? I mean, it's kind of, right, so so work, I'll just I'll let me share mine. And so you get an idea of what I'm thinking, right, of what I'm, what I'm asking, 
So, you know, at work, I just can't walk up, hey, Aaron, glad you're here today. Let me tell you about Jesus. I mean, I keep doing that. I'm probably going to, well, first off, people probably aren't going to listen to me, right? (laughs) Secondly is, you know, I'm going to be labeled that weirdo that everybody's going to completely. Now, we are peculiar people, right? And we should never be ashamed. But sometimes you have to build a relationship, right? So a lot of times I will use... First off, if somebody thanks me for something or somebody tell, gives me a compliment, I will try to spin that into, you know, God has blessed me. And whether it's uh, gifted me with knowledge in a certain area yeah. or whatever, I try to use that. Um, but then also a lot of times people will come and ask questions when they're having a tough time. Hey, Huff, man, I know you, I, you, know, I know you go to church and all and you pray, man. Can uh, pray for, you're, you know, pray yeah. for my mom? You know, she's, you know, so it was when people were having problems, they will tend to come to me when any other time they would never talk to me about God, right? So what do you think are some opportunities that that maybe you can see going to school that you can share the gospel? Like with my table at lunch, I can do that, or football team, I do that from time to time. And so how do you, how do you do that in your football team? I normally get them around if nobody wants to pray I'll normally just pray by my locker and if somebody joins me I'll pray with them well that's cool have you ever had anybody join you when you pray no no but you're still looking forward to that day right um that's good and I think that some people you know whether an adult or a teenager sometimes you keep doing something alone after a while you're you kind of think you know what's the use um, but do you think that maybe with everything going on that people might be a little more willing to listen? you think maybe they have questions because yeah. of everything that's happening? They're maybe questioned if God loves us so much, why is he doing this? Yeah, what do you think, how would you answer that? Giving us a lesson and maybe if like, I'll try to put the Bible in there because if you read the Bible, he says some stuff about what's happening now. Yeah, so God kind of gave us foreknowledge of these things that are going to happen, yeah. which shows that he does know the future and we don't, right? Um, but that, you know, why does God let these things happen is kind of a tough conversation sometimes to have. Um, but even at your age, it gets asked, right? Yeah. And so one of the things that we can do is talk about the difference between, you know, God wanting something to happen or God allowing something to happen. Yeah. Right? A lot of people do bad things, right? But God gives them that choice. He gives us the free will to make these decisions. Right, and so God is not going to take your free will away from you. So a lot of times we blame God for something that people do, right? Most people think it's predetermined, like God controls whatever happens to you. Do you feel like a robot? No. Did you decide to come over here with me today, or did I make you? I decided to come over here. Yeah. So, and some people say, well, God could just be programming you to do that. Um, But here's the here's the thing. Is if we were pre-wired and predetermined, right? Do it, and and predetermined is that's in a big, that's a big deep yeah. discussion, right? Um, but if you had, if if you didn't have the free will to choose, and you were just made to do these things, then would your love really be love, or would it just be a program? It would just be a program, uh, exactly. And I don't really think God wants to send people to hell. No. Yeah. So if he would program us, he wanted everybody to be good people, but no, not a lot of people are good people. And that's a good point, though, right? Because if God was willing all this stuff to happen, see, God allows these things to happen, and he knows they're going to happen, but he does allow them because he allows us to, to, to choose, right? But if God was going to, quote, unquote, will something, then it'd all be good, right? Yeah. Um, it, so I think that's, that's a good way of kind of looking at it. Um, but I try to remind people that a lot of the things that happen are things that we, you know, we blame God for that is just simply decision of other people. Even cancer, we know that so many things that we eat and take in, right, are just bad for us, right? Just bad. I mean, so we uh, we went to Burger King Day, and you got a Sprite, and I got a Diet Coke. How many chemicals do you think both you and I ingested here just a little while ago? A lot. <laughs> Probably a lot, right? Yeah, so we don't, you know, God made water and water's good, right? Yeah. So if we'd have just stuck to that, we'd probably be ahead of the game here. 
Right? So I, I kind of remind people of those things. You know, yeah. we do all these things that are bad for us, and and then when we're not healthy, we we, we want to. Why did God let this happen? Yeah. Well, he kind of chose it, right? He chose that path. Um. So, but kind of back to our conversation. Um. Definitely looking forward to getting back into school. Yeah. So you got a meeting here next month, June. Well, next month. Uh. Yeah. Sunday's the thirty first. No, seventh. We're already in June. We're in June. It's June third. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. You should put up a sign for these things, Aaron. It's the third, right? So we're already in June. So eighth, you said, mm-hmm. eighth Monday. So you get you get to finally meet back in person, right? Um, and so after this time of isolation, now how do you think that other teenagers um, have you have you talked to any other teens electronically uh, about how they're feeling right now? You think or? I've talked to a few football teammates on how they feel, and they're iffy about it. They don't know what to do. They don't. So a lot of them doing the gaming stuff yeah. and all that, just using the time for hort, you know, to horse around, so to speak, you know, or goof off. Um, do you think maybe inside, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's hard to get someone else your age maybe to kind of open up about feelings, but do you think maybe inside they kind of felt the same kind of yeah. feelings you were? And do you think that that uh, maybe has kind of altered how yeah. they look at things? Yeah. And so it's tough. I know it's tough. It's tough for parents because we, as parents, we still have to work. We had to do all those things, right? Um, but unfortunately, it's just one of those times where it's been dangerous to interact with other people physically, right? And so it's uh, it's really difficult. Right? Yeah. It's really difficult. But I think if anything, this gives us a true appreciation for how God made us relational people. He yeah. made us to want to be with other people, right? Um, and so, you know, do you think that you will take more advantage of those relationships when you get back to school? Yeah. I'll take advantage of the situation to explain God more. Talk about him more in a real yeah. way. Yeah. Right? That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, do you think they might be more willing to hear based on all the stuff that's going on? Yeah. Um, were you scared through this pandemic? A little bit, yeah. A little and in what ways were you scared? Were you scared about all the health risks? Or what, what, what kind of... I mean, because we were all scared. Let's be honest. We were all yeah. were. So I'm not asking you to admit something that we're not all feeling. So anybody who's listening to this is going to be shaking their head. Yes. Yeah. It's been scary, right? Um, so w- w- what were the things about it that worries you most? Just like how people couldn't... If you could get sick, like, despite that, which most some people can do that. But if that actually happens to a normal person, we're in trouble if that happens. And so just the simple fact that you could get quick, yeah. get sick so quickly, and it could be so life-threatening. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, and so that makes you wonder every time you touch something, right? Yeah. Um, you're pretty much a you're – a, you're very clean, wash your hands all the time kind oh, of yeah. guy, right? I, I knew this about you, right? <laughs> And so do you think you wash your hands more now than you did before? No. Because you were always pretty diligent about that, right? You, uh, one of the few teenage people I know that uh, was diligent about that kind of stuff. And when you were younger, you did it even more. Oh, yeah. Right? So you were always washing your hands, right? Um, do you – what about, like, Ashton? Do you try to get Ashton to – you try to help him along with that? If, I, if he doesn't scream at me, yeah. <laughs> If he doesn't scream with you. Uh, he's a little brother, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, but definitely, you know, it's something we definitely need to be paying attention to, yeah. right? I can't tell you how many times I went into a bathroom and you watch somebody leave the bathroom not wash their hands or touching the door handle. You know what? You know the two things I hate in a public bathroom? The door handle and the toilet. Uh, thing. Yeah. I hate the door handle and the sink. That water that's laying on top of that sink that somebody it's it's dirty water to me. It's some yeah. that water's done went across somebody's nasty hands and now it's laying on the sink. I don't like touching it. And so then I'll I'll wash my hands and I'll use the paper towel that I dry my hands with to open the door because I don't want to touch that door handle. That door handle's nasty. Yeah. It's germ like it's a germ city. Right? It's like the New York City of germs yeah. all over that door handle. Right? Uh what else just scares you about that? Uh, other people just like because they probably going to lose their minds and start making a lot of bad decisions they don't think they're going to make 
So you think that uh, this pandemic is making people more edgy? Yeah. Kind of what you're saying? And they may lash out in a way that they wouldn't lash out normally because they're frustrated. Yeah. Right. Because we all do that, right? We all, when we get stressed out, we may react to something differently than we would if we were not stressed out, maybe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that that's uh, that's definitely something that we should be concerned with, absolutely. Anything else? No. Nope. Um, now that we go, you know, the pandemic, the isolation, uh, and now we see all the, the rioting, rioting that's going on and all that, the rioting, you know, I look at that as a kind of a separate issue. I think people are just using it, you know, as an excuse to go do some of those things. Feels like they forgot about the virus. Yeah, they did, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden we went from worried about the virus, wash your hands, wash your hands, wear a mask, wear gloves. You know, now, yeah. you know, that suddenly has changed. Um, but there, you know, issues of race is something that obviously needs to be addressed. Yeah. Right. Um, have you ever uh, you ever thought about that at all? You, like any of your friends ever discuss race and those kind of things? Do you ever, does that topic ever come up? Uh, sometimes. We talk about that. We all be the same blood. We're not different from each other. You may be a different color, but that doesn't mean anything. So you got friends on the football team, friends at school of a different race, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of unique, though. So you at 15 years old, you and your friends have all kind of just resolved in your mind, right, that we're all the same. Right? And, and you don't really so you don't really hear any bantering going back and forth. You don't know anybody that hates somebody. You know, school you don't. And our friends know, but I hear it a lot around school. It gets pretty sad sometimes. So that, so you and your friends obviously don't you don't yeah. exercise that stuff or you don't see it that way. But there are people in your school that that do buy yeah. into this racism stuff, right, as far as they don't like other people for their race or whatever. That's kind of sad after all these years, isn't it? Right, so so you see divisions even at your school at your age. You see divisions between races. Yeah. And hate toward each other. Wow. It, um, you know, sometimes as adults, I think we want to close our eyes and live in a la-la land thinking that racism doesn't exist or that it's kind of been dealt with, but it really hasn't at all. So you're saying at 15 years old in your high school, muscle in high school, that you see divisions among people based upon racial lines. Mm-hmm. And they say negative things about each other. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen any fights or anything like that based on race, you think? or uh, Not on race, no, but I've seen fights between, like, different like their opinions like they want to be like men like men they have fights all about that all the time so one person has one opinion another yeah. person has another so one person loves Trump one person hates Trump yeah and so now they're fighting over Trump yeah um you know what's interesting I'll just tell you I don't know you know you're a pretty intelligent young man so I was sitting down with a guy that I've gotten to know pretty well and I love this guy like a brother and um, he uh, he is Christian, by the way, but he lives totally different state. Um, we don't get to see each other much, but we talk a lot, you know, on the phone and stuff like that. And so he and I got talking, and we got to talk about you know caring for people, yeah, um, how we need to do a better job of you know taking care of our elderly, you know, also a better job of managing our resources, you know, people that can work should work, people that can't should be taken care of, and. The people that it seems like people who needs help have a hard time getting it, and the people who don't need help seem to fall into it. <laughs> right? So we were talking about those kind of things, and he and I were agreeing on so much. Right? At the end of the conversation, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna ask you a question. You don't have to answer it, but I'm gonna ask you this question." He said, "Okay." I said, "I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna be honest about my political affiliation. I want to ask you about yours. Just, just right now, Democratic or Democrat or Republican." And he said, you first. I said, Republican. He just started laughing. He says, Democrat. I said, do you find it odd that you and I agreed on so much, and yet we are two different political affiliations? He said, yeah. 
and no. He said, I think we all have the same concerns. You know, we all have the same concerns. It's just little things that we, yeah. you know, little things. But we turn out, we take those little things and we make them everything, right? And so that's kind of how the world is. The world just divides over everything. Now, at your age, at, four, at 15 years old, um, when you have a disagreement with your friend, the, uh, like, do you guys do you have an argument about it or, you know, I mean, do you separate friends over? We goof around about it. We laugh at each other about it. So do you have friends that, like, uh, do you have friends that, that see, like, political views different than you? Uh, yeah. And you guys are okay, get along? Yep. You don't hate each other over it? Mm-mm. So one last question. All right, so we've covered a lot of things today. And hopefully people just, first off, I want to thank you. I hope people see just how cool of a young man you can, you are, right? And I'm hoping maybe some other people your age might be able to listen and, and may want to come in and join us maybe next time we get a couple other, right? Um, you're not a very talkative guy. <laughs> so I had to carry a conversation <laughs> a few times, uh, but I, I love your reaction and your facial expressions. Uh, kind of give your answer away before you say it, right? Um so I had one last question. And all of a sudden, I forgot what it was. <laughs> it was. It wasn't a paper or plastic kind of question. It was a. Oh, what was the last thing I was going to ask? I had this. <laughs> I had this question. I was going. Oh, I know what my question was. So be honest with me. Now, when I ask you this question, this is not about your mom and dad. Okay, not about your mom and dad. So the question is this. Do you think the adults that you see every day, like on the leaders and stuff, how do you feel when you see adults, right? Do you think that they're helped leading you in the right way? Or are you concerned about what future's going to be like? I'm concerned about some adults, and I'm happy about other adults. Some adults are not ready for everybody to be on them because they're normally at work but here they have to stay in the home and have to hear 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 bickering all the time i don't think they were ready for that but some adults are good with it so you kind of like just even with young people right this is having a bad effect on some yeah and other people were kind of prepared for it right so one of the things though um that you know when you you and i talked originally we talked about having to concentrate on the good things right um, we talked about how to deal with isolation by, you know, when we start feeling those feelings of depression coming on, this feeling of restlessness, hopelessness, why bother kind of thing, is that we have to take responsibility and take, a, you know, take control of our mind and put it on to good things, right? Reading the scriptures, we talked about that. Um, you know, taking in good things. Sometimes maybe even taking in a good positive Christian movie, you know, like Facing the Giants or something like that. Um, you know, those are positive things that we can do, right? Take that word in. And have, have you worked on that? Uh, somewhat, a little bit. Does it help? Yeah. Does it help? Okay. It, any last words of wisdom that you want to share? Anything that you we wanted that you wanted to say today or that you wanted to come out today that we haven't talked about? Nope. You're a man of many words, aren't you? Yep. Yep. I knew knew that's what the answer was going to be. Yep. Well, I appreciate you letting me take this time to, uh, you know, to kind of sit down and talk with you. I think it's been very, very interesting for me to kind of help understand. I really think that, um, of course, I didn't expect a 15-year-old to come on here and, and be very wordy and talk a lot. I mean, I'm not that naive. Um but you're honest in your answers, and that is very appreciated. But the fact that you're willing to come on, right, and talk and say, you know, this is how I feel, you know, and I have felt isolated. I have been depressed. I have, I do get angry now easier. Because those are all the things we talked yeah. about, right, and all those things. And so everybody else is feeling that too, right? So then maybe I, what we need to concentrate on as people, especially as Christ followers, is rising above the tendency to do that. Okay. Right, so to know to catch myself when I'm getting angry because I know that I'm my temper flares quicker now. Also knowing that if everybody else feels that way too, that if I do get an opportunity to do something nice to help someone, 
I'll take full advantage of that, right? Yeah. Um, you know what I do to help people make them have a better day? I put my two wiener dogs in the car and I go <laughs> through drive throughs Everybody loves wiener dogs. Everybody. Max and Dash, they brighten the lives of everybody around them. So I just take my wiener dogs and go through drive throughs <laughs> Probably more I could be doing good. Huh? <laughs> well, then when Max looks like he's going to kill him, I can tell him about Jesus, right? <laughs> Before he kills you, I need to tell you about Jesus to make sure your heart's right. Man, listen, I appreciate it. All right, so let's uh, let's go out with a word of prayer like we came in. Okay, let's pray. Father, we love you, Lord. We just thank you for Aaron. Uh, thank you, Lord, for his heart, his willingness to uh, to be open and talk. Lord, we do pray. Uh, Lord, as he is just, uh, Lord, he's been honest, but it's been tough. It's a tough time. And it's not only tough for him, but it's tough for a lot of other teenagers like him where they just, uh, you know, because of school not being in session like it normally is, because of having to spend extended time alone, that it's been difficult. Uh, it's it's a lot of time of boredom, a lot of time for their minds to wander, um, a lot of time for some people who are misguided to get in trouble. Thank God that, Lord, we're just so thankful to you that, that Aaron has parents who who love you, who love the Lord, and love Him, um, and so while he is really wanting to to follow you and everything that he does, and be vocal about you, and and win his classmates over to you, Lord, there are a lot of other kids that are just uh, bored, and it leads to mischief. Uh, it leads to them making bad decisions. Um, and so, Father, I just pray that you use uh, that you help young men like Aaron. Um, who, uh, not only him, Lord, but I think about uh, the young lady uh, that uh, that he's been talking to. Her name is Lana, and she loves the Lord. And her and her parents are very active in the church. That you would use young people like them um, to spread your word and to know that they can spend time talking about you uh, and that you can be the center of their relationship. And so, Father, we're just thankful, Lord, for these things. We're thankful, Lord, for... for young men like Aaron. And we just pray, Lord, that you would help others rise up uh, and be a light to a dying world. Uh, Lord, to be a light inside those schoolhouses uh, where they need light. They need to see what love looks like. They need to see a different way. They see fighting at school. They see fighting among adults on the news every day. All they see is fight, 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 hate, 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 division, division, division. Uh, Lord, we know that's not your way. And, Lord, I think maybe that the best thing we could have is young people like Aaron uh, maybe even show some older people the right way. So, Lord, use them, uh, we pray, Lord, today. Lord, we love you. We just thank you for this time together. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.